Welcome to the party. Bang bang. It's your man Clay Tron, aka the big boss man, aka the PhD of podcasting, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the uh the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems. And of course, the new, aka the Patrick the what? The Patrick Bateman of podcasting. If you don't know, check the social media, check you know, YouTube, Vimeo, Instagram, Twitter, you know, find us, welcome to the potty, and you'll see a little video, little creative shit, I'm the Patrick Bateman of podcasting, welcome to episode, ooh, 72, I might say, um, of welcome to the potty here, and we've got a fantastic guest on the show today, Tyson Beck, the graphic designer out of Adelaide, Australia, um, hardcore Lakers fan, um, what we think may be the largest Kobe Bryant jersey collection holder, and um, of course, graphic designer extraordinaire. Now, he does all of the graphic design that you see on Instagram. He's he's done the haircuts of the NBA players, like putting famous rappers' haircuts on them. He's, um, he's done... Uh, he does all of the, you know, the promo shit with, uh, you know, happy, happy birthday to cats. Um, he'll do, you know, best, uh, like he'll vote, he'll let, he'll let his followers vote for wallpapers. Like, who do you want? Do you want D-Rose or do you want Steph Curry? Bang. Let's bang out this D-Rose or whatever. Um, and then, you know, welcome to the 60,000 point club or whatever. And he, he, man, all of his shit is so dope. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk to him about his process, about how he got found and, and all of that. But you, you, you'll see, you'll see he's, he's on the show in a minute, but before then, um, I, uh, caught a bit of flack, uh, for the video that I've posted because I'm wearing a, uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, uh, t-shirt, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I'm wearing this t-shirt. Um, the, the week after that I've, I've reminded everybody, Hey, I'm not fucking with the NFL anymore. Okay. Yes. Well, I've had this t-shirt for years and I wore it on the potty the week after the episode after I said, Hey, just a reminder that I'm, I'm boycotting the NFL plantation. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. Is an old t-shirt and I, I hear you, my stewies. I hear you, and I have action to this. And that t-shirt is now in the trash. Gone. Never to be worn again. So, uh, yes, the boycott is still on. I know I know. That I, I was questioned there. Uh, are, you, are you sure you're boycotting? Yes, motherfucker, I'm sure. It's gone. All right? Um, yeah, man, but... Very, very excited to have Tyson Beck on the show. So I want to get, I want to get this cracking. So everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to the party. My guest, Tyson Beck. Watch your mouth when you letting shit slide. Don't you know I got way too much pride? Sneak this away on the other side. I turn your fucking wave to a tide. I'm so fucking tired. Somehow I still find the time to care a little more about my rhymes. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks, yourself. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Sorry about I wasn't on before. It's just I, I realized I hadn't used Skype in a long, long time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
update all this stuff and give them Microsoft Office or something account, and it was all weird. Yeah, right. Um, but that that's all good. No worries. Um, congratulations on the on the new baby, by the way. Oh, cheers! Thank you. Um, how old? Uh, uh, was it three and a half months? Okay, wow, and just in time for Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father's Day is what this weekend or something. So, yeah. um, yeah, so that's that's been a little bit um hard to do around work and everything, but I'm slowly kind of getting used to it all and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'll get used to it more often. I think um as time goes on. Yeah. Um. What so. What kind of stuff are you doing in the NBA offseason? Are you still working a lot with the NBA or are you more focused on like MLB and NFL at this stage? No, NBA, there's still a lot of NBA. Like, unfortunately, as soon as the NBA finishes, um, well, I guess, you know, as you know, you know, there's the draft and then, um, uh, what is that? Uh, oh, summer league. Sorry, yeah, the draft and summer league, and then after summer league, there is that kind of like awkward August and September where there is nothing. But the NBA just throw me into WNBA, so I'm doing WNBA, which isn't my, you know, my uh, passion or whatever. But yeah, um, uh, it's all good. Um, so I'm doing that, um, and and then the two K league. Which is like the you know I don't know if you you know that E League the NBA two K League yeah 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 uh, so there's that so it's like there's always something it's like it's it's crazy so I swear it's the, like the only league in the sporting league in the world that is literally twelve months a year yeah um, that um the esports thing has really taken off in the last couple of years with um well as far as I've seen like with the just like how serious people are taking it and how often tournaments and all of that are, are happening. And, you know, now they've got professional graphic designers such as yourself, like promoting and doing, doing all this, that and the third. So it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy how that's um, built up. Yeah. I guess, I, I guess it's all about money and there's, you know, um, well, it's not all about money. So it's all about like um, viewership as well. Like there's that many eyes apparently, you know, watching these big tournaments. Um, not the, I wouldn't classify the NBA 2K league like as quite um, big compared to like the other like esports tournaments. Um, you know, the, like, you know, um, the more um, well-known ones. Um, but uh, it, it's only going to grow. Um, it It's funny though, because like, is you told me like esports, um, essentially it's watching other people play games, yeah. video games. I couldn't think of anything worse, like boring in my life. Like that's just from me coming from like when I used to kind of like I remember like playing like a, you know, you go over a friend's house and there's like a two player game. You've only got two con- um, two controllers and you're that third person. You're just sitting watching the other two play. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Doing- you're waiting until you, you know someone loses, and then it's your turn to play like Tekken or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I mean, how old are you? You're. I'm 28. Okay, so I'm 29. So we're we're literally in the same age bracket. Um, and I feel like I'm far removed from like I don't know the youth today. Like I guess that like I'm not into Fortnite and all that stuff. Um, I just can't get into games. I I used to be a huge gamer when I was younger. But if I was going to play a game, if I was going to spend an hour or two playing games, I'd play. I wouldn't watch people. I'd, I'd literally, I, I, I don't, I, I'd never want to watch anyone play games. It's no. just weird, but that's me. It's, yeah, and like, 
uh, people like stream live stream themselves playing and people people will watch that people like will watch it all like even if it's not a tournament yeah that and that's even cr- that that what you said there that's even crazier like yeah. the fact that you're, <laughs> you're just watching someone just play games like yeah I don't know I mean yeah maybe if you're like a single maybe if you've got no brothers or sisters and you're a single child I reckon that could be pretty cool yeah um, maybe uh, but I, you'd still, I don't know. I'd just still rather like just get on the game and hop online and play random people rather than watch random people. Yeah, I think if I was going to watch something, it would have to be like the world championship of like Street Fighter or Tekken or something like that. Not like a not a shoot 'em up or not NBA. It would have to oh, be. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know. I actually, you know, to be completely honest, I didn't watch any of the NBA. I've seen like highlights and stuff, but I mean, I, 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 I yeah, like I mentioned before, I grew up me and my friends would always play each other in 2k and stuff like that and if it wasn't your turn playing it wasn't anything more boring than watching the other people just yeah. waiting for you played so yeah it's yeah i don't know but it's going to keep growing and as, as you said it is getting huge so um it'll be interesting to see uh, like australia's probably a bit behind and everything and as you see like there's like sporting teams that are buying like esports teams um i think the adelaide crows did it like two years ago Oh, okay. um, there's a bunch of other like Australian sporting teams that are like buying um, or owning like an e uh, sports team, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, wow, I didn't I didn't know about that at all. But um, is is the NBA your main gig at the moment? Um, yeah, um, the NBA um, I guess is. Um, I've been working with them for the last four years. Yeah. Um, um and yeah. Pro- it, 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 it's the uh, client that takes up um, the most of my time. I mean, essentially, I'm like, I guess, a, like a full-time freelancer, I, I guess, if you want, um, wanted to throw a title at me because I still have other clients. Yeah. Um, but, um, they, yeah, they are, they're, they're my main client at the moment. And how, how did you land them? Was that just through sort of, your you know, your passion for basketball and um, doing doing your own work and they sort of got eyes on it and and got you on board somehow. Yeah, that that's that's exactly what it is. That's what happened. Um, I mean, I was just um, uh, two thousand three is when I started playing around on Photoshop and stuff like that. Um, I was a huge like, I, like you you would be aware of like AFL like football. Yeah. Um, I was a huge like AFL like football fan sort of thing um, up until. Um, yeah, it would have been about 2003. And then um, I stopped playing that and I wanted to change and I just started playing basketball. And um, oh, sorry, it actually started when I went over, um, speaking about games, it actually um, ties it in well. It, um, I'd ne- never even watched basketball, kind of like hidden, you know, um, play basketball or anything. I had had any um, format with it before I went over a friend's house, a family friend's house, and they had NBA 98, I think it was, Live 98. Yeah, um, and I played that um, with uh, my two brothers and the other um, people there. And from the moment, like for the f- first minute I played it, I was hooked on it. And um, I was like, "This is the coolest thing ever." Um, I think I remember like playing it with like Shaq. Um, like Shaq was like, you could push people, and like maybe Shaq was like the one player you couldn't push over, or you had to push him twice for him to fall over. Yeah. Um, 
which was interesting because I think we turned all the fouls off and I thought basketball you could push people. Like, it was <laughs> kind of a bit weird because I grew up, um, started playing the game like that. So that my um, passion for it just grew from that like rapidly and then I wanted to pick a team. So um, I... Um, went through the list and I was like, oh, the Chicago Bulls were the number one rated team. And I was like, I can't jump on the number one rated team. The number two rated team was Utah Jazz. And I was like, I'm not going to go for a team named the Jazz. That's just weird. Um, <laughs> and then number three were the Lakers. So um, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll pick them. And then Shaq was there. Shaq was the big guy running around. And Kobe was uh, pretty young at the time. I don't know if he had the afro or kind of the shaved head back then. Probably the afro. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so passion just grew from that and then it was essentially just in high school you know back in the day where there was no social media it was just forums and we used to kind of just like make you know like photoshop stuff and then like people on forums would want like an avatar i think they call it um or a signature um a sig or uh and they would kind of just um request oh can you do you know like a michael red one or like a kevin garnett one or something and you just i don't know just pull pictures from google and and just um create it um and then just share it and then like i guess the highlight would be if someone else is on that forum using your avatar or sig um i mean it sounds pretty corny looking back um but that was kind of the get up like that's how it all started right um And then I guess it was just, it purely was just um, it, um, from just posting work online. I've never, you know, being in Australia, um, I'm, I've always found it hard to contact people. Like I've never really reached out to anyone. Um, I think just having your name in the corner of your work has helped, you know. Um, and then, yeah, the NBA just randomly contacted me one day, just an email just saying, hey, um, you know, we're seeing you work online. Um uh, can you jump on a call today? You know, and then it just kind of was from that. So um, that was pretty crazy. But every everything's kind of been like that. Like all the clients that I've got, there's no like kind of like cool story um, where yeah, it's just you just get an email and someone's like, I've seen your work. Um, you know, can you work with us? So there's nothing like really cool about that. But in a way, it's like cool to me that people are just kind of seeing my work and reaching out to me. I mean, it's it it sounds boring kind of but it is actually that's like that's huge that's i mean that's a dream because like you i mean the ultimate laker fan just about um huge kobe fan i see you've got like the one of the world's biggest kobe jersey collections um yes, and, I, I should mention i, I stopped buying them oh you, you stopped buying <laughs> it, them? Got, it, it got a bit it got a bit weird after the videos that went online and I stopped buying it. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I was, I was about to say, like, is there any, any perks with working with the league? Can you just say, hey, get me the Christmas Kobe jersey or, or whatever? Like, will they hook you up with any, any merch or anything? Uh, no, I haven't got any merch. I've done stuff with Nike and they hooked it, they, they've hooked me up with shoes and um, some Kobe jerseys and stuff like that. Um, I guess, like, Nike kind of run the, run the, um, the, the apparel provider of the NBA now. So, but I haven't got it. Sorry, I'm just gonna hear. No, you're right. Um, yeah, that have, I haven't got too much from them. Just a couple of things, but um, yeah, I don't know. In, in regards to NBA, uh, just access, like um, you know, tickets to games, uh, like media. I've, you know, I've got a media access pass where I can go in the locker room. So like, the craziest thing was like I, I was in like the locker room for Kobe's last game, um, before and after. Wow. Um, 
uh, was on the court like watch uh, watching pregame after the game. Like yeah, it was that that to me was just crazy. Yeah, that's like, sick. Um, yeah, that that was unreal. That was like a bit emotional. I didn't cry that night. A lot of people around me cried. Um, yeah, I mean, being it was emotional. Yeah, he's he's iconic. So yeah. especially being you know in LA with people that have probably been going to games for 15 years or more, like they, they would have been so heavily invested in him and that would have been, yeah, tough for them to watch um, that, that final game. But, I mean, at least he didn't, you know, at least he didn't go out on a low. Um, oh, yeah. Like, sort it didn't of, start off well that game. I don't know if you remember watching it. Yeah. It didn't. At, there was a few nervous, nervous um, people. Um, you could kind of tell that. But then when he hit that first shot, I think everyone was kind of like relieved in a way. And yeah. then after that, it just kept going. But I think he may have missed his first six or seven shots. Um, and it looked like he was really just trying and trying until like the next one would drop. And I think a few like went in and out or bounced around and it was just like, oh no, is it going to be one of these guys? <laughs> yeah, not like, tonight, yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be a horrible way to end a career because obviously it's a bad season, win-loss record-wise. The only thing you can do is go out the way he did is just scoring a lot, and you, you always be remembered. Um, arguably, is the best send off game in sports to be, from my recollection. Um, I mean, I know it was in a regulation game, but I'm pretty sure Utah needed to win to make the playoffs. There was something to play for for them. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Houston did like win or lose, and that broke that anyway. But during the game, like Utah um, had to win to make it, so it wasn't like a you know. Uh, it wasn't like they were playing, you know. I don't know. Yeah, just like sort of letting him have have his yeah, um, like the Charlotte Bobcats or something. That yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was yeah that was that was the loudest. Uh, oh yeah, it was probably the craziest, just crazy atmosphere at the end of the game that I've ever witnessed in sport. Yeah, I can I can only imagine that would have been uh, an amazing game to be at. But I wanted to say you just said before about having your name in the corner of your of your pictures. Um, was that like a that logo that you've got the Tyson Beck? Is was that something that was developed first time around, or has that been has that molded into the sort of it looks like a um, like a a card, you know, like a sports card. Yeah, um, I know it's funny. I, I actually don't usually talk about this um, on podcasts or or, or to, um, um, I actually probably haven't brought it up online at all um, or um, in a meeting or anything. But um, or sorry, in an interview, not a meeting. Um, but uh, I actually used to have. It was funny because when um, I first signed up, um, you has the de- designers were kind of like I guess like maybe like rappers where like no one would use their name. Right. Um, so you'd all have like an alias. So my, um, um, another good segue, this is obviously my, my um, alias was uh, Kobe underscore Bryant underscore is underscore duh underscore best. Like, <laughs> horrible, horrible. So that used to be in the corner of everything. And the reason I changed it was because I would have like, I'd make like a Kevin Garnett thing or a Tim Duncan thing, a design. And everyone's just like, why is this? Tim Duncan design got Kobe Bryant is the best. Yeah. It's just, just weird. Like, so I was just like, okay, so I then changed it to KBIDB. Um, I thought that was kind of great. So that was just the initials. Um, and that I ran with that for a couple of years. And then I had a name called The Creator 35, which was like, I had a nickname in high school for a little bit called The Creator. Um, 
and and then 35 was the basketball number I wore um, uh, at, um, when I played basketball. And then it probably was up until, um, I reckon it was after high school when I thought, like, like how are these people, like, even, like, how, how is anyone, like, the Creator 35, like, designed by the Creator 35. If someone sees that, like, you can't click. You can't click on something. It's just an image. It's a static image. How are you going to find the Creator Thirty Five? Because you Google it and like nothing would come up. Um, so I thought, well, why don't I just change it to my name? So it was like designed by Tyson Beck. Yeah. What I probably should have done back in the day, but no one kind of had their names on things. So, um, so I started with that, and uh, I actually didn't have like a watermark or a logo back then. I just used to write "Designed by Tyson Beck." Yeah. Um, and put that in the corner and every, everything. Um, and then, um, yeah, I guess um, probably in the last five or six years, I've um, had two different logos. Um, and the other one was kind of like a more, um, uh, like a, I guess it looked like a, like a tattoo gothic kind of Tyson Beck typeface, which didn't um, translate well to my work. As you mentioned now, it's kind of like a sports car kind of looking one um, where it sits well with my work. It doesn't kind of like interrupt the work. Um, well, I believe it doesn't. So it's a much more clean um, looking piece. Um, and the only thing is sometimes I still hide like Tyson Beck, like written somewhere in the artwork, just uh, as like a watermark or something, just because it's so easy now these days. Like back in the day, people wouldn't crop your logo out because you would physically have to like download the image, like go on like Microsoft Paint or Photoshop and you'd need to know what you're doing to crop an image. But now these days, like you can just save it on your phone, just zoom in or just, you know, yeah. any, anyone can crop it out. So um, that's the unfortunate thing about having your stuff in the corners of your work. Right. And where do you get your images from? Do, does the NBA or does your client send you um, the athlete and you sort of, you get access to more pictures than everyone else? Like, or are you just getting them from NBA.com or, or Google? Oh, it's just like Getty Images. So I'd have the same access to like everyone that has like a Getty Images account. Um, I mean, back in the day, I'd definitely use Google um, and just filter it by like large images only sort of thing. Um, but yeah, they, these days it's just Getty, Getty Images, which is that they just do like all the photography for all sports. It's not like as, as amazing database as you would think it is. Um, it's um, like there's obviously awesome the best images you can get but they're, they're not raw images um, they've been kind of like you can't get them like crazy high quality yeah it's yeah it, it'd be great to get raw images but they're really compressed images and unfortunately um, so unless like the only time I'd get like an image of a player um, that isn't on Getty would be probably if I'm working for um, their like agency so you know um, if they've got um, all the players um, have agents and they're signed to like a sports marketing agency maybe they've done like a photo shoot or something with a player and they would have their own resources okay. um, and and then they would be like ridiculously high quality um, but outside of that just get it okay um, now you said about like how it's a bit annoying that people can crop and do all that stuff so easily these days is there any other like design pet peeves that you've got um, well, that yeah, that 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 one you mentioned is a pet peeve. Uh, the other stuff, I don't know. I mean, you, yeah, I don't know. You got me on the spot. I um, saw your um little issue with the the Ben Simmons piece that you did, and then the the mural that's appeared in Melbourne uh, lately. Yeah, I mean, there's 
Yeah, the, I mean, pl- yeah, plagiarism's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I, um, I just, I went on a, a podcast uh, last week or something and I explained the same thing. It was like, um, it was, it's such a, like a fine line, like, uh, replication and inspiration. Um, but most people know when something's being replicated. Uh, but yeah, like the, the Ben Simmons one, like, it, it was just, like, it didn't, it's not like it was made, uh, to look the same it was the fact that they um they sourced my artwork gave it to um used it as reference to the um the artist who painted it on the the mural so it's like well like if you've sourced artwork and given it as a reference um it was selected like from the um design team or whatever to give to an artist to repaint so it's like well surely just some credit's got to be given that's you know, unreal. Not money or anything like that, but surely you know if you've selected artwork to be reproduced, um, just just flick me some credit. Um, but yeah, that stuff like that. Like if people came up to me and like um, and gave me a, like asked for permission, I'd be like, yeah, no worries. But yeah. it's when it's like, well, why would you just like? I'm so um, easy to approach. Um, 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 yeah, I'll get back to people as soon as they um, hit me up. So um, yeah, stuff like that's annoying, but it's. Um, yeah, I guess plagiarism would be the worst. And especially when it's, um, I don't mind to, I mean, when there's like kind of like small people or small accounts that are doing it, um, it's like, oh, okay, maybe they're just trying to get the foot in the door because they see what I'm doing and they're trying to make something similar, which is like, yeah, whatever. You don't want to come too hard down on um, people just trying to get their foot in the door because you also get viewed as an asshole if you just kind of do, um, you know, kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird thing. Yeah. You do kind of like call someone out. You, it's like you're the bad person. It's like, all right, well, like if I'm not protecting my work, who else is going to? Like, yeah. Um, and in you know, any other speak, industry, yeah. like in the music industry, if I just, you know, copied a song, I'd, I'd get sued for everything I've got, you know? And you, it's like, because you're in this industry where you're creating uh, just like still images, you're, yeah. you're expected to allow that. But that's, I mean, that's not, not really fair. Yeah, I know, and uh, and I've experienced multiple occasions where like large agencies around Australia or um, worldwide have uh, completely plagiarized my work. And I guess the beauty of social media is sometimes I've just gone like, you know, I've literally just put it out, going like, what the hell, like, you know, cheers for ripping me off. And then like that company will go into like crisis control and they'll like, like hit me up, and then they'll be like, oh, we didn't do it, an agency did it. And then they find out from the agency that like my my artwork was on a mood board, and they pretty much just like ripped the whole thing. And um, and then yeah, like I mean, a lot of the times they get well. Most, I've never gone to court, sued anyone, so that's the other thing. But a lot of times when um, the like a large um, company or agency will do it, they'll 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 literally just give you hush money. They'll pay, they'll pay you to shut up um, and just pretend it never happened. Yeah, um, right delete stuff on social media and that and i mean i guess it's not the right way to do it um but it's finally enough is that any time someone big has ever plagiarized or stolen my work they've always offered me a job during it oh. um, and i find that so disrespectful um because i feel like they're talking down to me they're like oh like you can come work for us like we're above you sort of thing and like most of the times it's just like well like you're in an agency and I, I can do everything that you do as an agency, so why would I come work for you? Like, right? That's just ridiculous, and I don't know. I find that really dis- disrespectful. It's probably the tone they're doing it, as in they're basically 
trying to bribe you, like going like, oh, you know, come work for us. Um, and it's like, well, you know what? You knew what you were doing. If, if you wanted my work, you should just reach out and outsource it to me. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that I guess, yeah, that would be a frustration. And I don't think it's ever going to change. It just seems to get worse and worse and worse. Oh, the more the more access people have to everything, the the easier it gets to do that kind of shit. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and and it hits a point where it's like, yeah, there's some, there's still a lot of projects, well, not a lot, but there's still a select few projects I've still um, not put on my social media or my portfolio just because I don't want it to be replicated. I want it to be um, original, uh, to stay original for the client. So I've chosen not to put it on my portfolio. And that kind of sucks. It's like, oh, I've like I've got really good work. I kind of want to share and show people, but then it's like, well, no, I don't because I just want it to, you know, I want it to ha- ha- keep its ground for a few years until like, you know, maybe I'll share it a couple years later, and 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 then it won't matter if people are jumping in on it. Yeah, and that's that's frustrating in itself because when you when you create something that you're proud of, you want people to be able to see it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Um, how long? Do the like the typical pieces that you you the NBA bits that you put on um, social media? How long do they take to do? Um, well, I, um, the stuff of the NBA now, I'm not doing so much um, much artwork and graphics. I'm doing a little bit, but I'm actually doing mostly like branding. Um, I'm doing a lot of branding for them and templates uh, with uh, and animations and video, just stuff that I don't even put up online. Yeah, um, that has changed. That that changed last season, but three seasons before I was doing like kind of graphics and artwork and stuff like that. Um, but. Uh, just like as a ballpark figure, you know, I think an average might be like two to three hours, maybe. Wow. Uh, other things might take an hour. Um, other things might take, you know, 10, 20 hours, 30 hours. Um, but I'd say probably an average would be two to three hours. Wow. Absolutely average. I saw you got the NFL trading card job to do, and that's, you said that took about a thousand hours once you worked it out. I think it did, yeah, because it was like 500 cards or something, 500 trading cards to do. So, yeah, that was a long time ago. I've been doing trading cards since. Um, Actually, a trading card set came out today, which is a baseball one. Uh, I think I only did about 25 or 30 cards in there, so it was only only a small set. But that first first NFL one you mentioned, that was, I reckon that was like a thousand hours because... It was the first trading card set I've ever done, so it was just like setting up files that I'm not used to doing. Oh, okay. Um, like it's a crazy amount. Like the one card will be printed like 50 different ways. Like there will be like you know glitter in areas, like shiny green, shiny blue, like all these different things you have to set up for the print um, that I wasn't aware of going into it. Um, and that 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 was a huge project. Um, that um, that yeah, that was eye opening at the time. But now I'm kind of a little bit used to it, and it's a little bit faster to do. I don't know if this question's too technical, or um, if you're able to articulate it um, on a podcast. But when you when you have to put like shiny or metallic colors on that you know you don't really see through a computer screen, how do you how do you code that or or whatever you've got to do? Ah, uh, so um, it's really just um, uh, you just um, well, the trading cards are set up um, with uh, like spot channels. So essentially, like you mask where you want it. Um, so um, you you would have a like it would look crap. Like it would literally like if I sent you the file, it would just be like I could mark I, I, I could 
list the spot channel areas green. So you look at this design, you'd be like, why is there all these green lines and green, you know, circles and squares and stuff there? But that's where the printer will hit those, um, uh, that metallic, you know, gloss finish or, okay. um, you know, the, the glitter and stuff like that. So it's really, it's, it's done um, with uh, spot channels on Photoshop. Okay. Um, do you have any clients like outside of sport? Uh, I, I used to. I don't think I do anymore. I don't have anything ongoing. Um, nah, like I've done stuff for like, uh, like Turkish Airlines, uh, Sony, um, Toyota. Uh, but I don't think I, I really actually don't have anything ongoing now. Sports my passion. Um, and I do have like a lot of work on all the time. So I'm fortunate to kind of focus on, um, the stuff that I like prefer to do. Um, but, to, but to be completely honest, non-sports related gigs probably haven't popped up in the last year at, at all from right. memory. Nah. So it, this is like, this is this like a dream job for you at the moment? Um, yeah, it was. It's kind of weird as you're saying it's like a dream job because when I started, I don't think this was a job. Like, I guess like teams would have graphic designers, um, like sports teams in America. Um, and I kind of realized that I would have to move um, to flop. And I'm, I'm, I love Adelaide. I love Australia. Um, I also love America, but it's not a place I've ever wanted to live. Um I've been offered a few jobs to go there and live and it just hasn't worked out. You know, I've got a wife here, I've got family. Um, we've got um, a kid, as, as we mentioned before. Um, so, yeah, it hasn't been like a huge um, passion and force to move. But, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like if it doesn't feel like a dream job because I didn't dream this would be my job. If that, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like I, I just did, I just did it for fun, and I thought, oh, maybe this will be. You know, I was stacking shelves when I did, the, you know, at a big W, which is like a department store for anyone that doesn't know. And I just thought this would just be a side hustle. Like, yeah, right. It would just be my side hustle forever. Um, there's so. Um, I absolutely love what I do, um, and I don't know if I'm going to hit a point where I'm going to tire out and burn because I have been doing it for. I'm 29 now, and I probably started um, getting work, uh, actually paid gigs at 16. So it's been for um, you know um, nearly 15 years. So yeah, wow. Mm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it still. Um, it hasn't hit that point where I want to do something else but maybe that will come up later on i don't really know have you got like a five-year ten-year plan um yeah probably five years uh ten ten's tough um i don't know honestly five years i want to be doing what i'm doing now yep um uh, that probably that's that's probably a bad answer um, for I guess most people, because most most people don't want to be what doing what they're doing now. They want to be doing something. Um, you know, they want to um, take the next step up and do something. But to be honest, I'm pretty happy where I am now. I would really like to um, just kind of. Um, I'm still at the point where I feel like I need to be improving my work. Yeah. Um, so I, I think five years from now, I would love to still be working with the NBA. Um, you know, having clients, um, you know, doing stuff for like Nike and, um, and, um, 
um, other like doing like trading cards for like MLB, NFL, um, and sports mem- memorabilia companies, all that stuff. So, um, so but from ten years, I don't know. Ten years from now, um, I probably will want to be working less, doing less, and maybe maybe kind of uh, I don't know, maybe overseeing things a little more um, yeah, so- rather than kind of being the person that pumps everything out. So at the moment you're you're working through an ABM that's that's yours, mm-hmm. and it's yep. just it's just you. Yeah, just me, and um, uh, yeah, I just I just, I don't I, I didn't have to set up a company name because I just trade as my own name. Yeah, um, that was from my understanding. Um, so yeah, I, I'm literally just Tyson Beck. That's my name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess like ten years, ten years, you've got you've got a kid that's probably playing at that point going to be playing some sort of sport that you want to be more involved with and you can you know have some mentees or something underneath you that uh you know you've you taken out taken over your workload and you can you know focus more on being a parent yeah for sure and also i think at that point i'd love to get into because i feel like there's a massive uh there's a massive massive um disservice and um lack of uh teaching and design in uh, especially south australia um you know from my experience uh studying uh i went to tafe like it was really just it was so old um it just wasn't up to where like you know what people should be learning now um and and from my um you know from what i've heard from like universities it's the same uh, it's quite similar um i i feel like there needs to be better people teaching um, and I think it's like anything though, like, you know, if, you know, they're, you know, if someone is a really good designer, they're probably not going to be, um, you know, focusing too much on teaching because they, you know, they've probably got a lot of work or, um, you know, creating, um, you know, creating work or, or tied in with jobs that doesn't allow them free time to, um, teach others. So, oh, I mean, maybe, maybe, um, you know, in 10 years time, I've got a program or something that I'm helping teach people and things like that. Um, I've definitely been, I've, I've had um, a couple companies that have wanted me to kind of set up like a, a, a training school or so, stuff for people. But but again, like I mentioned, I feel like I'm not at that level yet um, where I should be teaching people. Um, I feel like I, I should be focusing on my work um, still while I'm young um, and then um, getting better and, um, and, and growing a better understanding of everything. Whereas um, later on, you know, later on, maybe in my, you know, late forties, fifties or something, then I'll kind of be teaching and, um, um, yeah, assisting, um, younger people. Um, cause I feel like I'll, you know, I've been through it all at that point. So I'll be able to help a lot. 2028 Tyson Beck school of design. I'll keep my eye out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I've seen a few things like, you know, the happy birthdays and the, uh, you know, when there's a milestone, like 20,000 points or 10,000 assists or whatever, are they, are they planned ahead or do you take that one or two or three hours, um, following the, the event? No. Uh, so the happy birthdays are like the only ones that are, um, pre-planned. Um, the first, uh, I didn't do them anymore, but we had like the, so the first like three years I was with the NBA, I was doing like stat line of the night graphics. So, um, it was like, uh, whatever the, um, whatever the player who had the best stat line, 
um, of the night, which was just chosen by me and by um, also the team at the NBA. It wasn't like an official award or something, so it doesn't really matter if we got it right or wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes it's pretty funny when you just pick someone wrong and <laughs> you know, to go crazy online. Because we also, they didn't like focusing on people that got losses. So if someone hit like 50 points and lost and then someone hit 40 points and won, the NBA always liked to kind of focus on the person that scored 50 and won. And it was like, okay, well, yeah, enjoy the people commenting in disagreement. But those things were like real, like I get, they're called real time. So um, you're sitting there and they're like, the craziest year was the year that Steph Curry went bonkers. That was the unanimous MVP um, year. Yeah. And there were like 73 and 9 that year. I can't, I can, I remember so many times where like James Harden scored like 45 points and it was like, um, so it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon or something. And it was, you know, there was only like Warriors in Brooklyn and the, the NBA would be like, oh, you may as well just get started with the, the James Harden graphic and, with these graphics, you have to use a photo from that game. Okay. So they didn't want... Um, so you're just pulling it directly from the, um, the, the cameras um, from the game. And they... Essentially, the idea from the NBA was like... I guess every... Like the other, like MLB, NFL, a lot of the other sporting leagues are very like templated. It'll just throw a photo in, put text in. But they wanted to kind of create like... I guess like artwork after every day showcasing um the best part of the day yeah to basically so their their feed isn't dry like you look through the nba page and it's like something different every day but i haven't done those in the last 12 months and i'm kind of happy that i haven't because in a way doing that for a few years it was really stressful some nights because like i mentioned you'd have like a james harden one you're working on and then like Clay Thompson will score like 37 in a quarter and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Like, I guess James Harden's 50-point triple-double is irrelevant now. Like, There's so many crazy nights like that. There's just so um, many games on every yeah. day. And, and it doesn't help that the Warriors are always the last game. Um, mm. Well, not always, but you know, when, when they play, they're the West Coast team. Um, the, if they're on the East Coast, it'll be all right because you can prep, but you ha- it had to go out like the, basically at the minute after the last game finished. So um, a lot of the times it was just kind of like literally making something on the go. But those things, sometimes it needed to be turned around in 15 minutes. Um, wow. And it sounds crazy. It was just like a wild rush, like grabbing a photo that looked good, um, cropping it out. Like the cropping took the longest, I guess. Like, you know, um, making, cutting the player out from the photo, um, masking, sorry. Um, and fortunately a lot of players don't have hair or like crazy hair. So, um, that was all, it's always good that, um, that's the time consuming bit. If you have like a, uh, like a, oh, he's not really in the league now, but like a, you know, Joachim Noah or Robin Lopez or something. Yeah. Like those, those ones are hell to do in real time. Fortunately, like Robin Lopez probably wasn't ever chosen for stat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, maybe like a Dirk or something is a little annoying with his hair, but, um, yeah, that, that, that was wild. Though, though, but it was kind of fun in a way um, and just seeing it kind of go up and knowing that they don't, like the people online looking at it didn't know that like some, some kid in Adelaide stressed for like half an hour to like whip this up like as quick as he could get it up. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. Uh, I've, I've been following you for like years and I had no idea that you were from Adelaide and I was, I was at a wedding like earlier in the year and one of... 
one of the guys there was like, oh, you should try and interview Tyson Beck. Like he's from Adelaide, blah, blah. I was like, oh, for real? Like I, I follow him on Instagram. I didn't, I, like I had no idea he was from Adelaide and like, yeah, yeah they said that you played for South and cause um, I've got a lot of friends out at, out South and they're like, you'd know him for sure. Um, you know, knowing Adelaide, it was, it was oh, just strange that I hadn't yeah, run into yeah. you before. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very small. Did you play basketball here? Yeah. I played at Sturt until, um, I don't know, under twenties, maybe I went to the AIS with Delhi. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I was just like, they, I was like, that's pretty, um, uh, impressive having someone from Adelaide, uh, you know, working with all of these, like the best sports leagues in the world. It's just, um, yeah. People say like, Adelaide's too small and like you got to get out of Adelaide to get anywhere and it's uh it it's good to see that someone has um done something that big I mean obviously you're not the first one but done no. something that big to um you know sort of prove people wrong in that that respect yeah I mean thank that that's very nice of you to say but I guess like the most rewarding thing and I get I guess the most the thing that I'm most proud of is uh that I'm still here doing it yeah. Um, so I didn't have to leave Adelaide to follow my passions and dreams. Do you have um, to travel at all for the um the? the... No, nah, not a whole lot. Like, um, I guess when I travel, it's kind of out of choice. It's not required. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it is kind of cool to go over to America and watch some games, sort of thing. Um, uh, like All Star weekends, sort of like that. But um, nah, like I I I rarely have to travel. Um, as a requirement, this is a few times a year. I may have to. Um, uh, on average, I probably go to America for two to three times, two to three times a year. But when I'm over there, I'm over there super quick. You know, I'll be there for three to five days, seven, you know, seven days max. So um, it's it's not like a really you know crazy long time. And um, but yeah, like I mentioned, I'm I'm my any it's funny like any time I'm in New York and I'm like meeting people um, or either like used to be in Australia and living in New York or. Or people that you know are working for um, in sports in New York, and they you know they 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 literally all say the same thing. They're like, "Oh, I thought you were like American based," and I was like, "No, no, no like I'm Australia." And they're like, "Oh, well, we see you work. Like, how are you working in Australia? And like, you should come here. Like, what are you doing? Like, why why are you like why are you still over there?" And I was like, "It's I don't know. I'm like a little different. Like, I guess because I'm from Adelaide, I'm." It's not like we're a country town or anything. Like, no. For me, Adelaide, like, it's big. Like, it's not like Melbourne or Sydney, but um, I love it here. And um, I don't know. I just I, – my dream was literally doing this from my – like, setting up an office in my home, which which is how I'm currently set up now, um, and just doing it from home. I, I, I feel like, especially, you know, in t- 2018, like, the remote work is now um, – widely used uh, um more than ever so i i, I feel you know I, I shouldn't have to be on location to do anything and but it, it is still crazy though thinking that you know these uh, the, like the nba and other clients are using me when it's probably really easy to have someone you know on deck on like lo- on location in their city sort of thing um but yeah the, the, it, it's um it's really cool that i haven't had to move yet yeah, that that's great. And I mean, working from home, I mean, you know, that's a lot of people uh, like love the idea of that. And uh, I mean, I I have 
a fair bit of freedom. So, I mean, I enjoy working from home and, uh, you know, as long as you've got the discipline not to get distracted, it's, um, yeah. yeah do you I, find it hard to stay motivated or, or, or not get distracted or? No, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty self-disciplined. So, uh, I, even if I find myself getting distracted, I'll snap out of it pretty quickly. Okay. But I can see, yeah, I can see that people could, could definitely, you know, start, um, slacking off a bit in their home environment. But, um, I think like you said before, the, the amount of technology and all of that, like for you to have to move to, to the U S to do the same thing that you're doing from here, like it's, it's not necessary. Yeah. And no, it isn't. And so like, it's funny, like, uh, like I'm, I'm not into politics or anything. I, I, I don't have interest in politics, but with the whole, like, you know, when Donald Trump was in charge and they're like, oh, they're like banning visas and all this stuff. Like everyone was telling me like, oh, look, you're not going to be able to do like what you do. And I was like, I'm sure nothing will happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, years on nothing happened. Like it's, it's, um, I don't, I, there's always kind of like, it, it's hard to go. What I've been told is it's, it's actually harder to go to America and, um, and get a full-time job there because you need like um, you need to be like sponsored or have like a green card or all that stuff. Whereas me, like I'm just a subcontractor. All I have to do is sign this form, like it's a W eight B E N form. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. You literally just I don't know. You just put in a few details like what your name is. If you're claim, you just have to tick that you're claiming tax in your country. Just just so then that um, I guess America doesn't have to. Um, uh, bother about your tax so um, and then you just basically sign that and then you're just all set up to work as a subcontractor for that company so it's really simple paperwork yeah and that, yeah that's that's great and especially you know you've got your family your like friends wife kid here yeah. you know um, yeah and- no, there's 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 no there's no need to um, no need to move and yeah no 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 ambition to move but um, but like, yeah, I mean like the weather here is amazing. You'd know it. Um, everyone here is super friendly. I'm not like kind of like a big, like, you know, party goer. I don't do like a lot of things. I'm like, kind of like, I kind of like being in my home a little bit reserved. Like I'm not like, uh, like I'm social, but like, I'm not kind of like, I- I'm kind of happy. Like, you know, where I am sort of thing. I'm, I, I don't need to kind of be in like in New York or something. I don't, I kind of shut, yeah, I, I guess I shy away a little from New York and like the big, you know, the bright lights and everything like that. I kind of prefer something like Adelaide where people are a little bit more laid back and um, bit, bit, yeah, a bit more kind of like me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, before, before you go, let me get, your top five all-time Lakers. Oh, uh, it's for, uh, top five all-time Lakers. You know, the top five all-time Lakers could would not could would beat um uh, would beat top five um if you put together top five of every other player in the NBA. Um, I reckon that that they would beat that easy. Uh, but top five um. Uh, it'd be like, do you want it in order or not? No, no, no order. Oh, no order. Uh, so Magic, Kobe, Shaq, um, Kareem. Uh, 
it's it's the fifth one that's hard. Um, so when you're saying late, like you don't want like you're talking about the career, so you're not picking LeBron, or how does that work? Because I don't want to kind of get roasted for not picking LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can you can pick LeBron if you want. Is it? There's no rules. Okay, there's no rule. Well, no okay. one's gonna get hurt. You know. <laughs> yeah, top five. Uh, to, uh, top five. Um, Laker players in terms of what they did for their team. Yeah, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, Kareem, and Jerry West. Yep. Okay. And how different is your top five pl- players of all time? Oh, top five players of all time. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I kind of like in, in debates with this seem to be online a lot. Um, I kind of, sorry, I'm not like in debates. I like read a lot of debates. I find it interesting um, what people say. Yeah. From my personal opinion, the, the more, it's your 28 as well. So you didn't actually watch Jordan, I can probably tell. You didn't see him in his prime, neither did me. Oh, well, I, I do remember watching watching Jordan with my dad, but like, yeah, I, I couldn't say like oh you know I watched I watched this game or that I just I just I remember watching him but like not in huge yes. detail yeah you didn't see him in and out like you um like you know like if you're watching players today like you didn't see their bad games their good games you probably only kind of remember like the good games yeah but, yeah um yeah I mean if I well I I feel like I could only speak on players post 1999 because that's when I started um heavily and you know that was when I was invested into it that's fair um. But top five online, I have to pick, like, number one's Michael Jordan just because I feel like I, I didn't witness it, but, um, you know, just going by stats, watching footage, what other people say, I don't know, it's kind of weird to put someone on number one that you hadn't seen, but um, I feel like he's the number one player of all time. Number two, um, uh, number two... It's it's tough. Number two, I'm. I mean, I, I'm a huge Kobe fan. I kind of like to put Kobe two because I still feel like he's the best modern day player yep. post two thousand. Um, but I, number two, you might go Kareem just yep. because of what he's done. Um, he's probably the most um, uh, decorated player ever, poss- uh, more than Jordan, possibly. Uh, three, then would go Kobe. Four, four. I wouldn't have put him on um, until the last few years, but LeBron probably comes in number four now for me. Um, he's growing um, uh, just because of his longevity. Um, and yeah. five, man, five's tough. Um, I don't magic maybe. Right, so you still. Got three Lakers in there. That's not surprising. Yeah, I know. It's, but it, it's well, four, four good. even with um, LeBron. Well, yeah. Well, what's your top five? I don't, I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm, yeah, that that's tough. Are but. you happy? You happy to have LeBron there? Um. Yeah. Um. I think at this um where the franchise is right now, I think they need him. Um. I think it would be good for their young players. I'm really happy they didn't do those kind of like those Kawhi Leonard trades that were getting thrown around, like get rid of Kuzma, Josh Hart, Ingram. Like I would have been devastated if they lost an entire call for um, yeah. possibly a one-year rental of Kawhi Leonard. So I was actually really happy when LeBron came because it actually eliminated the chance of us trading out our young core. Um, 
because um, I feel like we're, we're going to try and, you know, LeBron will be a good player to build, you know, Kuz, you know Lonzo, Kuzma, um, Ingram, uh, Josh Hart, all those players around him. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy he's on the Lakers, but I'm not in that crowd that think he's the best player. I Kevin Durant's the best player in the league, to be um, from my opinion. Um, so I don't think it's like going to be like, oh, LeBron's come to the Lakers, we're going to the finals. Like it's, I don't think it's going to be like that. I'm still a little worried that he's been so lucky his entire career about um, with being injury free. That like touch wood, but as a Lakers fan, I'm kind of you know we get a lot of injury when we sign players. Like I know they're a little bit different when we got like Carl Malone, who was injured. Um, and he had like a career of never being injured and p- playing, you know, perfectly his whole entire career. Like Steve Nash came to Lakers, he was always injured. Yeah. Dwight Howard came, he was always injured. Um, well, Gary Payton was injured a little as well. So like anyone that's like a big name that comes to Lakers always ends up getting injured. So um, and um, and obviously Andrew Bynum wasn't um, was injured and stuff like that. But um, we drafted him. But I'm just a little bit worried, like. When's LeBron going to get that kind of injury that, like, Kobe did with the Achilles or, like, any other kind of, like, big big player has? Because the amount of minutes um, LeBron has played, his career is insane. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't see that dropping off at all, especially with this group. Oh, yeah, I think Luke's going to limit him. Um, I think he won't play over 35 minutes a game, personally. Um I think that what hurt Kobe in that Achilles year was um, D'Antoni was playing him 40 minutes a game um, late in that um, season and that really... But, you know, looking back, I can't... You know, I don't blame D'Antoni because they were pushing for the... You know, to make the playoffs and really everyone on that team was playing garbage at that time. So he really had... He was just doing what he had to do. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Uh, do Do you think the Lakers would be like a top four seed in the West or something or... Uh, yeah, yeah, top four for sure. I think. Um, but do you do you worry about LeBron's health? I kind of, I'm wait like, how can someone play that many games with never being injured? Like, honestly, never being injured. Yeah, well, I'm a bit of a uh, a skeptic, so I think I think he's on uh, some juice there, and I think that his, fr- his friend got caught in Miami, um, uh, buying it or something. Oh, really? In Miami. I didn't see that. Um, but <laughs> it was covered up a little, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I know that shit's that shit's not good for you in the long run, and you eventually your body breaks down. So, like, I mean, this could it, it, this could be the year that his body breaks down. Who knows? But the way he's been playing, like fifteenth year, fifteenth season for him to play the way he played, um, like I didn't see him falling off at all. So, uh, like, if yeah. he if he holds that up. Um, you know they're 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 a shoe in for top four, like maybe third, um, below Golden State and Houston. Um, yeah, OKC will be up there, like them getting Schroeder. Um, but yeah, um, I think it was Kobe's sixteenth season when he did his um did his Achilles, and um, from uh yeah, actually it was um, and to be honest, his sixteenth season to me was probably his second second or third best he even he, um there was an interview with kobe a couple of years ago they said when did you think you peaked like what was your best basketball you played and he actually said during that dwight howard season he said before the achilles he felt like he was playing better than than he ever was yeah. um, which was pretty remarkable um 
but that also brings some um, confidence in me with LeBron because it was like, well, if Kobe was playing that well in his 16th year, um, I think you know LeBron uh, has shown um, shown nothing that he'll be going back. Um, he's he hasn't shown any decline yet. So um, you mentioned that this is his 16th year as well. I think with the Lakers yep. coming up. Um, yeah. So. There's no reason where it's like, oh, well, this is going to be the decline. Like, maybe he'll have a really good 16 and 17, and maybe 18 is going to be when he declines. But um, I actually still don't I, don't... I don't think he will see out his career at the Lakers. I think he will he'll go somewhere else. Um, he's he's left Cleveland twice. He's left Miami. He, he does whatever he wants. Yeah. I don't think he's going to feel bad leaving the Lakers. Yeah, no, he won't. But I think, I think this move was more for, you know, like, obviously... The Lakers are the the face of the NBA. Well, not currently with Golden State, but like historically. Um, and I think his son wanted to go to high school and stuff out there. So I don't know if he'll be pulling his son out of school. So I think we might be we might see him retire there. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends where he goes to college because I think in uh, four years' time, he'll be in college. Yeah. Uh, or three years' time, actually. The eldest will be in college, possibly. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think it was yes, it was it was half business. Uh, so it was half family and half business. Have you seen like all the um, business, um, the kind of like uh, what do you call it, the TV and film he's got set up? Yeah, yeah. I saw this tweet someone put up, and they were like, "Is LeBron James playing basketball this season?" He literally had a list of twenty five plus things he was doing that related to either producing a show or like acting in something or like doing like a comedy thing and like all these different like different um because i think he's, he's got shares in warner brothers and um he's he dipped his toe in acting before in like movies um a couple movies and i think that's going to be um him in the kind of the entertainment industry he's going to have a um a large play in it and you can't really do that from cleveland can you so um uh la was the obvious choice like i think he was always going to come to la and ben simmons said last week he got interviewed he said yeah he told me he was coming to la the whole time oh (laughs) well ben simmons was playing along with that shit that he might go to uh philly yeah i guess like they're they've got the same agent don't they uh, so I guess he can't really say anything. Um, oh, right. Yeah, that, yeah he's, uh, Ben Simmons is, well, I mean, LeBron's got his own, like, sports agent um, company, and uh, uh, LeBron, uh, Ben Simmons is signed in it, and it's basically like when he signed in it, you, you date a Kardashian. Um, that's, I think that's the rule, because uh, Tristan Thompson's dating one, and Ben Simmons is dating one, so. <laughs> yeah, well, these are... These Kardashians uh, are not treating the NBA players well because it seems to be a bit of a curse. So good luck to Ben Simmons uh, in the upcoming season. I will not be surprised if we see a tragic downturn in his performance. No, well, we'll know we'll know what to blame for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, do you have any um, charities that you support? Um, charities. Um, well, I'm actually I actually just started supporting Canteen. Which Canteen. Is, uh, Canteen. Yep. Um, which is a uh, charity for uh, it's a teenagers with um, uh, with cancer. Yep. Um, and uh, but that that's the most recent charity that I'm supporting. Okay, I don't know if you've heard um many episodes of our show, but we do we play a little game with our guests for um 
$50 to the charity of their choice if they win. So okay. it's called sourced unsourced. So basically true or false. Sourced is true and unsourced is false. Mm-hmm. I'll just say a fact and you've got to say whether it's sourced or unsourced. Okay. Uh, I've got five five facts here. If you get three right, um, we'll donate fifty bucks to Canteen. Okay. And awesome. so we'll, we'll we'll throw you a softball first, just to to warm you up. Um, Jerry West is the player in the NBA logo. Is that sourced? Sourced, correct. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah. Well, maybe not for you since you're a Lakers fan. I've tried to go for all Lakers um, uh, uh, facts here. So, Kobe had 61 in his final game versus Utah. Um, In his first ever matchup against Utah, he shot four air balls, sourced or unsourced. Oh, that's tough because I know he's done it against Utah, but don't reckon it was his first time because it was in the playoffs. So I'm going to say unsourced. That was sourced. Wow. Yes. His first... I feel embarrassed. <laughs> I thought it was in the playoffs. So like, surely it couldn't have been the first time they played Utah. Wow, there you go. I never uh, knew that until today, actually, looking up um, Kobe stats. So I knew he did it, but I thought, always thought it was that playoff game. Um... The Minneapolis Lakers won five rings before becoming the LA Lakers. Oh, I don't know. I know they won a few with Mike, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how many though. I'm gonna say, um, uh, I'm gonna say that's uh, unsourced. I reckon they won more. No, five rings it was. That was sourced. Oh <laughs> One and two here. You've got to get the next two right for Canteen. Okay. The Lakers won the first ever NBA Finals versus the Syracuse Nationals. Nah, that's that's unsourced. That's sourced. (laughs) (laughs) The Lakers won the first NBA championship. Yeah. Is that... Wow. Okay. Jeez, um, I'm I'm really sounding like a dumb Lakers fan. These are all these are all these are all deep cuts though. Come around now that like LeBron's come around. Yeah, okay. These are all oh no, well it's well it's well documented that you're a Lakers fan, so I don't think you got to worry about that. Oh, you know what? I reckon that was a trick question because that's not including ABA, is it? No. That's where it got me because I knew Lakers. I think like Philadelphia or something won like the first one. Couldn't tell you. So the Lakers won the first NBA one. Okay. Yeah. Well, now now I'll know that. And um, Derek Fisher is the shortest ever Laker. Oh, oh, oh that I'm gonna be so embarrassed if I get this wrong. But he surely cannot be the shortest Laker. That has to be unsourced. That is unsourced. They just That's had crazy. Isaiah Thomas there, five nine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't actually think of him. I was thinking about like Nick Van Axel may have been smaller or something like that, but. Or Chucky Atkins or something, but um, yeah, okay, two from five. I didn't get it, but at least I didn't embarrass myself with uh, uh, zero. Yes, exactly. And we'll, um, you know, shout out to uh, Canteen if anyone wants to um, look them up and donate money anyway. Um, 
that would be great. It's a great cause um, to support cancer research and, um, you know, uh, whatever else they do, hospital bills and stuff like that for uh, teenagers with cancer. Yeah, yeah, supporting their, um, their families. So, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, is there, do you want to plug your uh, social media? Any Anything else that you got coming up? Um, I have too much coming up right now, but um, the, yeah, social media um, is my Instagram is probably where I'm most active. That's just at Tyson Beck, one word, T-Y-S-O-N-B-E-C-K. And the other platform where I'm most active is Twitter. Um, and that's at Tyson Beck Design, D-E-S-I-G-N. Um, no S on the end. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's my Instagram and Twitter and that's probably the best places to see my work and in and um and interact with me at the same time awesome thanks heaps for uh taking the time out to be on the show oh no worries at all i had a had a, had a blast it was uh really enjoyable to speak to you great i appreciate that bit of trouble um answering the dream job question but it's hey it certainly uh sounds like a dream job to me but nah i think he just meant that what he does i don't want to speak for him but what, what he does doesn't seem like a dream job because when he was growing up uh a role like this just just wouldn't have existed uh you know the the technology wasn't the same and um the the demand for for you know social media visual visual effects and all of this um as far as uh promo goes wasn't yeah it just wasn't as high so um yeah of course he probably wasn't dreaming of of having this as a job but you know he's he's working uh something he's fantastic at in in the the industry that you know He's clearly got a huge passion for with, uh, you know, being a basketball fan, sport fan, Laker fan, Kobe Bryant fan. So pretty happy for him. Um, happy Father's Day to him this uh, this Sunday. And happy hump day to you, my stewies, for, for today. But, um, man, my mouth is, is, you know how chocolate makes your mouth um, sort of like um, sticky or some shit? I don't know. I... Just had some of that that new Kit Kat Gold, that limited edition type shit. Get onto it now. Press pause. No, don't press pause. Put your earphones in. Drive to the grocery store, to the gas station, wherever you got to go. Drive there and get some Kit Kat Gold. That shit is delicious. Have it with a coffee. Have it with a tea. Have it with a glass of milk. Whatever you got to do. Hey, I cannot believe how hard I just advocated for that shit when they're not a sponsor. No one is. Um, shout, uh, hit me up, hit me up if you want to be a sponsor to, uh, welcome to the party. That'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, man. Uh, thank uh, Thanks again to Tyson for being on the show. That was a great chat. Very, very fun guy. Um, uh, with similar, similar passions as, as mine. We're both, we're both creators. Um, however, mine is a an audio medium and his is a visual medium, but um, and we both love the game of basketball. So I think, I think we get along uh, pretty well. We got along well on the call there and, um, yeah, man, let's hope, let's hope that he's, he's rocking the welcome to the potty t-shirt at the next, uh, Laker game that he goes to. Um, 
maybe even maybe even toss him like a box of them to give to to the LA Lakers. Imagine that. Um, man, I haven't got any poor posture for you. I've got no uh, uh, Clay's reviews. I've got no listening to Sparkshire. So I guess I'm gonna say, man, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and you guys all have a happy hump day, and uh, I'll see you on the weekend. Bang bang. Baby, you're gone too Baby, you're gone too